Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Short Burst of Inspiration. I'm your host, Nair Goldberg. Today, I want to tell you of the inspiring story of a girl named Yael. Yael was the daughter of a man named Rabbi Yaakov Schwab, an uh, individual who had a wife and children who lived in Israel. And Yael, when she was a young girl, had to have her nose removed uh, at the age of 12 because of some sort of uh, issue. When she was 21, she had already gone through 38 surgeries to reconstruct her nose. The 38th surgery was held in a hospital in Tucson, Arizona. It included two days of hospitalization. It was very difficult. The surgery was on Thursday. Yah was in a great deal of pain. Every movement would cause her a tremendous amount of pain. And to make it worse, the antibiotics and all the difficulties of the surgery caused her great nausea. It ended up that she had to stay over Shabbos in the hospital. And the nurse, trying anti-nausea drugs, says, you know what would really help the, the nausea? Give her some ginger. Rabbi Schwab thinks to himself, where in the world am I going to get ginger? But actually, he had it in his bag. Hashem, God, had already prepared it for him. So this is what happened. When he was in Tucson that Thursday, there was a fellow who he had met, a man named Kfir. Kfir was an Israeli who had grown up secular, became a little more religious when he was in Arizona. Kfir was married to a wonderful woman named Racheli, and they decided that they were going to go to Los Angeles for Shabbos, it was Racheli's birthday, and Kfir wanted to really give her a, a big surprise. And Kfir also ordered a big platter of chocolates from a kosher chocolate store in Los Angeles. Wednesday night, they make the trip up from Tucson to Los Angeles. It's an eight-hour drive. They have a two-year-old baby. It's in the back, and they're hoping that they're going to have the baby sleep through the night in the car. But it didn't quite work out that way. As they're passing Phoenix, the baby starts to scream and yell and won't let up. Racheli says, no, please, we can't go any further. I can't listen to all the screaming and yelling of the, of the child for the next six hours. So they turn around. But Kfir didn't want to give up, and so he overnights the chocolate platter to his house. And he presents it to, uh, to Racheli as a gift. On Friday, Rabbi Schwab, realizing that he would have to be in the hospital for the next uh, Shabbos, Calls of Kfir and says, Kfir, could you do me a favor and please take me around? I need to buy a few things for Shabbos. Kfir has always wanted to do a chesed, to do a kindness. And he says, sure, Rabbi, no problem. So he takes him around. And Kfir and Racheli decide to pack up Rabbi Schwab with a little package of challahs, the bread, special bread for Shabbos, and some cakes, and also some of the chocolates from the kosher chocolate store in Los Angeles that had been overnighted to them. Well, sure enough, that... Shabbos, as Yael, who's in terrible pain and terrible nausea, doesn't know what to do. Rabbi Schwab made Kiddush and took a bite to eat from the platter that Kfir had prepared for him, and he bit into a chocolate, and it was a little bit sweet and a little bit bitter. And what do you think it was? It was sugar-boiled ginger. Sugar-boiled ginger coated in chocolate. And he realized that, indeed, he did have the ginger right in his bag, and he quickly gave it to Yael, his daughter, and her nausea subsided. What, do we, what can we learn from this story? Rabbi Schwab explained that when a person is going through difficulties and pains, 
we have to understand that for whatever reason, God causes him to go through those difficulties, those hard situations. But still, there's a degree to how much a person has to go through. And whatever degree of pain that a person is decreed to go through, that's exactly what they get and not an ounce more. And so when he was able to give the ginger to his daughter Yael, that was the decree that she had to go through a certain amount of difficulty, but not a, not a little bit more. But I wanted to add on something a little bit more so than what Rabbi Schwab said. And this is what I was, this is how I understood it. When our uh, forefather Yaakov, Jacob, had 12 children, they sold their brother Yosef, Joseph, into slavery. And when he was being sold into slavery, cruelly torn away from his family, and his brothers did this great act of cruelty to sell him, he was being sold to a caravan of Arab traders who were taken down to Egypt. Now the Torah makes a point of telling us that these Arab uh, traders were trading not uh, heavy oils or things which were very, which would have a heavy scent, but actually they were trading sweet-smelling perfumes and spices. Why was it necessary for the Torah to point out that they were selling sweet-smelling perfumes and spices? The answer is, God was saying to Yosef, to Joseph, I know it's difficult, I know it's hard to go through this current test, but please remember, I'm with you. Even as we go down to Egypt, I'm with you right as we even on this journey, I'm with you. I'm right here with you. And so I believe that that's what Hashem was saying to Rabbi Shuab and to Yael as well. You have to go through this difficult test, this difficult journey of 38 surgeries to re- reconstruct your nose. And it's very, very hard to be 6,000 miles away from home with all the difficulties and all the problems that that includes. But Hashem wanted Rabbi Schwab and his daughter Yael to understand that he was right there with them. And so much so, he prepared the ginger that, that she needed in order to take away her nausea by making sure that Kfir would order the chocolate platter because he thought he would be going to Los Angeles with his wife Racheli. And indeed, he was not able to go there, but that way he was able to overnight the chocolate and have it back in Tucson. So then he would go ahead and give some of that chocolate and ginger to Rabbi Schwab, was able to give it to his daughter Racheli. All as part of God's plan. Because God not only doesn't want us to suffer a, a, a minute amount more than we're supposed to, but He wants us to remember that even through the difficulties that we must endure through life, God is right there with us. The second reason for suffering is that people's suffering causes the people around them to become greater. And I'll give you an example. In my town, where I grew up, in Farakaway, New York, I, had a, I was in 8th grade at the time, and in fifth grade, they would host a kid every Sunday. His name was Shia. Shia's father was the rabbi in, in the town. He's my rabbi. And this rabbi had a lot of kids, as Orthodox Jews tend to have. And a number of those kids had um, severe, uh, severe learning difficulty, difficulties, and they were devel- developmentally disabled. And this child, Shia, went to a special school, and the doctors and psychologist said to the rabbi, if you put him in a regular class once a week, it'll really help socialize him. So they decided that they're going to do that. And at a recess, the boys were playing baseball. And one team was winning 3-2. to two. Shia's team was down by a run. And Shia was the last man up before recess was over. 
So you know how this goes. You know, you have a kid doesn't really know how to play, and the kids start muttering, and the pitcher was a very sensitive kid. He starts to move forward, and one of the kids on Shia's team starts to teach him how to how to swing a bat, and the pitcher moves forward, soft tosses the ball to Shia. He swings wildly, strike one. Again, sw- pitches again, strike two. This time, it goes a little bit closer. They help Shia again swing the bat. And he to- soft tosses the ball to Shia. Shia takes a wild swing, and the ball dribbles right in front of the plate. They start screaming, Shia, run to first. So what happens? The pitcher grabs the ball, and he tosses it intentionally way over the head of the first baseman. Two boys on his team start pushing him. Shia, run to second, run to second. They're pushing him to second base. The, the right fielder gets the ball, throws it way over the head of the second baseman. Half the team is behind him, pushing him to third. Shia, run to third. Finally, when he's on third base, both teams go behind him. They push him home, and they scream, Shia, run home. Shia, run home. He touches the plate. They win the game. Both teams carry him off. Shia feels like a million bucks. The next day, Shia's father, the rabbi, comes into the class and says, Boys, I want to tell you something. The me and my wife, we have these children who are special needs, and we don't understand why God, what does God give us these children? What potential do they have? They can't get married and have families. They'll never hold a regular job. Right? What exactly is the purpose of their life? And he explained that the reason is, is because people like this make all the rest of us greater people. When some people go through difficulty and pain, what happens is the rest of us have to pick up the slack. We have to help them. And it also makes us more sensitive, more giving, more kind. And that's the second reason why bad things happen to good people.